What is up Praxis family? Hopefully you're well. Hey, it is Community Sunday and we're just so thrilled to have you with us. Welcome. Hopefully you're just joining in with the community or maybe you're just joining us online as well. I know uh, we have our live stream today as we're in homes and uh, thanks for joining us. As you know, um, this has really become part of our vision as a community to be a community that once a month gathers in homes together, joins in together. This gives us time to come around teaching, to discuss together. And I think actually probably most importantly, most of our communities, most of our groups, they actually eat together, which is beautiful. And so welcome, we're just so happy you're with us. One announcement before we jump into today's teaching and the big announcement is this, this coming Friday, we are having our Thanksgiving long table. And so we're having this at Camp Wooden. I think I said that right. Camp Wooden is on the west side of London, just as you go out right at the Kilworth sign. And so we're thrilled this Friday night at 6 p.m. We're gonna be gathering together to eat a turkey dinner together. You're gonna bring some sides and salads. It's gonna be a big party. The church is gonna provide drinks and dessert as well. We're gonna have music. There's lots of room for the kids to run around. It's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful time together. So there's no gathering next Sunday morning. This is it, Friday evening, join us for our long table. Just go to mypraxis.church slash long table to sign up just to let us know you're coming. It's a free evening. We just want you to bring something. With that in mind, Next Sunday morning, we also don't have a gathering because of the long table. We don't have a gathering at Goodwill Industries. Instead, we have a live stream. And so wherever you're at, we hope you can join us on the live stream at 10 a.m. We're gonna have a great time. And that segues into today. You're in communities, you're watching online. Today we have a really good friend who's gonna be with us this week in communities and then next week on our live stream. His name is Aaron Young. Aaron's a really great friend of mine. He's gonna come and teach us and lead us over the next two weeks. And so here we are, Aaron's gonna come. Aaron is a church planter in Seattle, downtown Seattle. He works in the university district. They're beautiful city and doing a great work. And so what we wanna do is give him some time to share with us. And then after this teaching, there's gonna be some questions that hopefully you can wrestle through with your community. Uh, or if you're at home, you're watching online, maybe take some time just to reflect. And so I'm really excited to have Aaron with us. We're gonna hand it over to him. Have a great day together. Hey Praxis family, it's Aaron here in Seattle and such a joy and honor to be with you for Praxis Community Sundays as you're meeting across the homes. And so uh, thank you for allowing me into your home, uh, wherever you are in your neighborhood. And uh, man, I hope that today blesses you. There is nothing like gathering together as followers of Jesus in homes, breaking bread, praying together, receiving teaching, having good faith-based biblical conversations, and just enjoying loving one another. And so I pray that you and your family are well, and again, so thankful to be with you today. Uh, all of our community here at Sea Church in Seattle uh, sends their love, and uh, men, we are with you in our hearts. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to you about um, really a topic that I love that is for me something that growing up 
I heard this language a lot. Maybe you've heard this before. Um, if you're new to uh, a community of faith or uh, to praxis as a community of faith, as a church family, um, maybe you haven't heard this language. I don't know. But this understanding, this idea of a touch from the Holy Spirit, a touch from the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I, I, I grew up with that language, right? Uh, Drew, I know you did too. Um, yeah, that PAOC, or I don't know what it's called up there, but uh, AG down where I was from. Um, you know, we'd go to retreats, we'd go to summer camps, uh, we'd go on missions trips, um, we would have youth nights and we'd be at altar calls. And, and we were just, man, we were just chasing that touch from the Spirit. We wanted that touch of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and it was just like this understanding that there were moments um, and environments uh, where God's Spirit was moving and we just wanted to be there. We wanted to be included. We wanted to experience that. We wanted to have those miraculous encounters, um, those divine appointments in our own lives, right? And uh, I want to start by saying there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that. Um, if I'm in an environment where maybe it's a conference or somewhere and someone says, hey, if you would like prayer, get down the front right now. I promise you with no pride whatsoever, I am down the front. Um, and maybe I don't even know what I need. I just know if someone's giving an invitation for prayer and I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to do something in my life, I do desire that touch from the Holy Spirit. Um, but here's what I found in my, my years of following Jesus, in my growth and maturity as a follower of Jesus. Uh, what I found is that 99.9% .9 of my experience in the Spirit uh, is not in emotionally supercharged environments. It's not with a crowd of people. It's not at an altar. It's, it's actually in my day in and day out, everyday life of just following Jesus well and understanding biblically and scripturally how the Holy Spirit actually engages with us in our following of Jesus and is with us every day in our everyday interactions. And so that's what I wanna to talk to us about today. Again, I'm not against any of those things, those experiences. Uh, I pray you have incredibly powerful, um, just one-on-one -on -one experiences with the Holy Spirit in your lifetime. Um, I pray you have one today, even now, as you're in these uh, our community practice Sunday. Um, but I, I wanna just simplify it for us. And I believe Paul helps us with that. And so in Romans uh, chapter eight, I'm gonna read from the message because I'm super holy and we just, we're just all about that really strong paraphrase. Um, uh, starting in verse one, uh, Paul writes these words. He says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. 
the law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now, what the law code asked for, but we couldn't deliver, is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. In us. Verse 5. Those who think that they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never getting around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what is he doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Verse 9, but if God himself has taken up residence in your life, You can hardly be thinking more of yourself than him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it? that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does, surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you your body will be as alive as Christ's. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-to-yourself one red cent. No, there's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. Things to do and places to go. There's a lot in here, um, and I don't have the time to really uh, get down into everything with us today. And I could have read on for quite a while longer. Um, Romans 8 is an amazing chapter. I encourage you in your own time uh, or even in your Praxis communities to just read through the whole chapter, read it out loud. Um, read through it in the NLT, read through it in the ESV. It just It's so powerful when it comes to life for us, but it really highlights the normality um, of what it means to just be alive in Christ, to have the spirit of the living God in us, making us alive with Christ 
and that that is an everyday experience. That is our new normal, right? Everyone wants to talk about the new normal um, in this last couple of years. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, in Christ, in the Spirit, um, there was a new normal in your life the minute you decided to follow Jesus. And from that moment, uh, no matter what comes on us on the outside, no matter what life looks like in your family life, in your career, in your physical bodies, you are alive in Christ, a new creation. And we are alive in the Spirit of God, and He is living and dwelling within us and actively working through us in our everyday lives. And so we don't have to wait for uh, special moments. You know, for environments where there's heightened expectation. Again, there's nothing wrong with those moments, and I wouldn't discourage you from them. But don't put your life spiritually on pause, living conference to conference, retreat to retreat, you know, Sunday to Sunday. No, every single day, our prayer for you is that you would enjoy life in the Spirit. Uh, that you would understand that you are alive in the Spirit, that God is working in His Spirit through your life, and that He has good things for you. And so today I wanted to just highlight a couple really simple uh, words that I think are important that come out of this. But the first one is just recognition, right? Recognition. Um, Paul writes in Romans 8 in those first couple verses, a new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. A new power is in operation in your life. Like sin is no longer the reigning power in your life because you follow Jesus. You are now alive in Christ. You no longer have to fear death or, or, or even... Um, yeah, I mean, fear's the word, but death can no longer overcome you. It's no longer the ending point. There's no finality to it. It cannot win, right? Jesus has already won, and we have the victory in him, and his spirit is living in us. So a new power is in control in your life. And so I think we need to just pause today, uh, right now, in our Praxis communities, and just give a moment to just recognize that the Holy Spirit is the reigning supreme power in your life. No longer sin. No longer the desires of the flesh. No longer the ways of the world or, or the things that we in our sin nature would just be drawn to, which we still are, right? Because we're in process. We still live in a fallen state in this world. But we are in a process, right, of, of being redeemed. And we are in a process of Him making all things new. And the Holy Spirit is the reigning, controlling power in your life. we got to recognize that. And I think once we recognize that, it's appropriate for us to actually give an invitation, right? To, to invite the Holy Spirit to to just move in us, to express our desire and invite him to have his way and invite him to take control. I mean, he, he is reigning supreme, but how many of you know that we can go through life um, completely um, capable, yet not recognizing and not inviting those capabilities to play out in areas of our life? Uh, it's true in the spirit as well. So it's great to not only recognize uh, the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life 
and that you are alive in the spirit and that he does dwell within you and that sin no longer has that hold or that operating power over you. It's great to recognize that, but it's also uh, important to invite him to just work, right? And I love this because I think recognition and invitation are a daily thing. It's not like a one-off thing, like in the same way that it wasn't a one-off thing when I married my wife, Rachel, and it was like, hey, I recognize that you're my wife, uh, and so that's great. Um, and then we just go about our lives. No, every day I'm like, babe, I love you. Like, you're, you're my wife. Like, we're, we're like locked in. Like, you're stuck with me forever. Like, yes, good for me. Uh, you know, it's just a daily recognition, but also a daily invitation. Like, babe, I love you. Like... Today, I, I, I'm, I'm inviting you into my life. Today, um, you know, in our marriage, like, like you have full access to me today, like to my thought life, to my emotions. Like you, you and I, we're one. We're in this. I think that daily invitation of the Holy Spirit, even though he is dwelling in us as followers of Jesus, even though he is moving in our lives, that daily invitation just saying, hey, please come. Please come in my life, right? I, I think it's important. Uh, thirdly is dependency dependency uh, all throughout Romans 8 you just see this this picture of of like basically from the moment you become alive in the spirit um, he is the reigning power in your life right he is the one uh, in control and we need to be dependent upon that and also there is the ability to to kind of shut shut him aside and kind of push him aside and and not that we are able to control the spirit of god by any means but to be able to give into our flesh and i know i know that in my own life right i'm less than perfect and i have my moments when i miss the mark um when i choose uh, not to invite him into those spaces of my life in moments or in days or in seasons, right? And instead, I give into other thoughts, that into other ways of thinking, into other ways of behaving. But we've got to get to this place where not only do we recognize the power of the Holy Spirit in us and at work within us, not only do we invite him daily to just be interacting and flowing through us and leading the journey, but we are fully dependent on him. Dependency is... Is, is a powerful thing. And when it's used for, for wrong things and for negativity and for sinful things, it, it, it destroys. It absolutely destroys and it just wreaks havoc. It brings death and destruction. But when it's used for God's purposes, for beautiful purposes, for things like allowing ourselves to be fully dependent on the Holy Spirit, then we actually begin to step into and receive the outcomes of the Spirit that He has for us. So we got to get to that place of dependency. Um, another one is consistency. Consistency. And consistency is huge. Um, it just, in any relationship, consistency is huge, right? Uh, how many of you know that when someone's inconsistent in a relationship, it's, it's easy to, to get confused? It's easy for there to be a lack of clarity. It's easy for there to be um, kind of uh, the, the scale gets off balance in the relationship, right? Consistency is everything. And I think that in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, as we're following Jesus, uh, that daily recognition, that daily invitation, that getting to a place of dependency and allowing consistency to be the place where we land, where we're just like, no, we have a flow here with how we do life in the Spirit. 
It's not something like crazy wackadoodle over the top. Um, feel free if you want, you can do that. I'm not against that. That's not how I live out my life in the spirit. Um, but it's just a, a consistency where uh, it's a real relationship. And I, I trust the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit uh, loves me and is in me and is working through me. And I'm not perfect, but he's filling in the gaps because he is perfect in all his ways. And he's more than able to work graciously through the cracks of my life. It's so important. And, and then the last thing, um, faith, faith, right? Just actually stepping into your relationship with the Holy Spirit with faith. I think it's interesting, right? Like I said, I'm not against um, moments where we actually go after like a specific moment of experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm all for that. But I think it's interesting how like how much we charge our faith to those moments. We come into whether it's a worship service or a revival night or a tent meeting or a retreat, like I said, a conference, whatever it is. We come in with such faith, such belief, such expectation. But what if that level of faith was just the way we lived? What if we applied that consistency to our faith? That every single day, we just expected Holy Spirit to move in our hearts. Every single day, we invited Him. Every single day, we recognized Him. Every single day, we kept the faith with consistency and we depended on Him to move in our hearts. So when we're at the grocery store, it, it, we, we just get to a place where we're so consistent in our relationship with the Holy Spirit that even at the grocery store, like literally our spirits are attuned to what he wants to do. The coffee shop, at the hockey rink. Do you see it? See what I did right there? I said the hockey rink. Oh man, I, I don't think I've ever been to a hockey rink. Not since like, not since Drew was playing like probably 12 or 13 years ago. Anyways, that's another story. Um, but yeah, I, I think my prayer for you today, Praxis, and, and for, for C Church, for all the church, everyone who follows Jesus, is just to allow a little bit of a demystification of, uh, of who the Holy Spirit is and how we live in the Spirit and how we experience a touch of the Spirit. Uh, yes, there are special moments, and, and I, I want those for all of us. But man, I, I, I just want consistency. The older I get... Uh, maybe it's just a sign of age. Maybe it's just me getting older, as you can see, the wrinkles and, and the gray whiskers and all the rest. I, I just want consistency. And isn't that true of all of our relationships? You know, a relationship where there's inconsistency, a relationship uh, where, where there's, there's, there's no dependability, where there's, you know, there's no actual investment or invitation. It just maybe time goes on and communication's not good or, or there's no clarity. It's so easy for there to be confusion, so easy for there to be insecurity, it's so easy for there to be a breakdown, right, of that relationship. And uh, if I had any relationship that I just lived from moment to moment, from the peaks to the peaks, and I just needed to be feeling good in a relationship, I just needed another amazing night together at an event or, or an amazing memory made, and without that, I don't know where I stand in the relationship. That's not a healthy relationship. It's not how I desire any relationship in my life. And especially not how I desire my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I do want a touch from the Holy Spirit. I just want that touch to be a touch that's everlasting. 
right? A touch that's never ending. As he just indwells me, empowers my life, is there to guide me, to, you know, bring correction when I need it, keep me accountable. And we just do this thing called life in the spirit in a normal, consistent, and powerful way because he is good and his plans for us are good. Praxis, I love you and uh, thank you for letting me be with you today. Um, I would love to pray for you as we close and then I know you got your things you're doing in your community groups, but uh, hopefully one day soon I can come and be with you guys across London. But um, let me pray for us as we close today. Father, thank you for this incredible community of Praxis. I just thank you for the heart of the community, for their commitment to following Jesus well and truly being disciples of Jesus. Uh, God, I, I love everything that I see happening uh, in their community. I love the journey that they're on. I love the, the story and the history that I know well of where they've come from. And I know that your plans for them are good. So God, I pray that over the days ahead, um, they would experience a touch from your spirit, but they would experience it in such a deep and meaningful way that it would be a lasting impression, a lasting touch, that they just walk in the overflow of that every single day as they recognize that you are the power in their life, Holy Spirit, and that you are leading, you are guiding, you are with them when they recognize you, when they don't, and that they would just long for that consistent dependability of knowing that you are their life source. I uh, bless them today, and uh, I thank you for them. Uh, go Mariners. May the Blue Jays lose all their games. Amen.